we don't know how to start these ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I legit meant to listen to at least last year, like the season nine one, to yeah. see if that was true for last year. I didn't. Yeah, so me neither. instead, I am just at a loss again. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're recording now. Oh, great. So okay. <laughs> I think that's a great way to start the episode. So if you want to... Just with my confusion? Yeah. If you want to say your thing... Okay. And Oh, like start the show yeah. with the, the normal intro? Yeah, say your <laughs> words. Okay. We're, here are the words that I'm going to say to start the show. Are you ready? Yeah. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Hey, he did it. <laughs> It just feels so weird without having a quote first. Well, that, the quote... I should have quoted, the, like, Mike Scully or something. The shit. quote was mm-hmm. us. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, excuse me, if you uh. do actually want an interesting quote, mm. I guess about about season 10? Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Yeah, you could... Um, Maybe mm, Al Jean has a good quote about it. Because um, he's back, baby. Yeah, he's definitely back. Uh, okay, here's one about Scully. I think okay. it's appropriate. You should just um, say it. Quite possibly the best boss I've ever worked for, and a great manager of people. Tom Martin, Simpsons writer. Oh, uh, I see. Yes. <laughs> it's about Scully. Yes, it's about Scully. I thought it was, I see, okay. Uh, Scully's aim while running The Simpsons was to not wreck the show. Hmm. That is a quote from Mike Scully from BBC Worldwide circa 2001. Okay, so they're well into season 12 by that point. Yep. So he's he knows he failed. Yes. <laughs> In his mission. <laughs> At least when he admitted it to BBC Worldwide. He oh, was... Do you think the rest of that quote is, uh, and I fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. We are back with our season 10 recap, uh, our final recap. Yeah. As uh, season 10 is our final season mm-hmm. of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about our overall impressions of, of 10. As well as, uh, eventually, we'll talk about our top five episodes from the season. Yep. Um, I like that you said eventually, so <laughs> everybody knows. Like, If this is the first episode you're I mean, listening to, uh, right off the jump, weird. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like the way you front-loaded that, yeah. because it'll probably take us a we while. We need to curb expectations. If we... like happen to get to the top five before the 27 minute mark <laughs> um i'm sure we'll talk about one of the episodes and then like it'll be very sparse and sure like, parsed out yeah yeah um we of course concluded season 10 last week um and as you know we brought back some weird bits from our uh six plus years of doing this did we i mm, at least one i'm not 
I don't know what you could be talking about. Well, these bits. I, all right. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. This is a new bit where Greg pretends there are no bits. I on don't the show. understand. Uh, <laughs> I. Are you talking about? We're how... to introduce this bit in the uh, basically the final episode. I'm just wondering if you're talking about how Christian Bale. <laughs> Our la- yeah, our landlord, the landlord of, it's of just your he house. hasn't been around for. a That's while. That's what I meant. Okay, is by in, like I just I consider like guest pop ins right bits. bits. Okay, understood. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So you know sometimes we get some of your other housemates to jump in unexpectedly. Yeah. That's a bit. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit. It's very rare that Bale does. Well, that's what I was saying. Is he's been a, he hasn't been around in a while. Yeah. But he came back for the the final episode as like a. A nice uh, bonus, I guess. It was the first of the month. I mean, we know why he came. Yes, it's because you guys were behind on rent as usual. As usual, <laughs> I cannot get. And he gets really mad that you're not professionals. Yeah, he's very much like. Um, uh, What's Homer's... Bale been doing these days? Oh, good Mo- movie wise. <laughs> what a good. Because I just realized I haven't seen him in a while. I well, don't think. I guess he's been hanging out here during well, the pandemic. I mean, obviously. We know that, like, outside of Hollywood where he is, but, because, like, what did he do after Batman, even, <laughs> is what I'm try- honestly trying to remember. And I'm sure there's a bunch. Vice. Was, oh, right, Vice, and he got the nom. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that, well, that was, and that was, like, 20, uh, 2018, 2019? When was Vice? Vice was a little bit ago, Yeah. Um, it was in 2018. 2018, okay. Oh, that's what he did. That's <laughs> what he did. Uh, that's why I've been like, what are you talking about? He's been around. I've uh-huh. seen him very recently in uh, in very good things. Uh-huh. He's been around. It's because this movie was made for me. <laughs> oh, no. And my dad. Is it about news? Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, of course. It's fucking <laughs> Ford v. Ferrari. Dawn of uh, driving. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Dawn of Le Mans. Dawn of Racing. Do they race in it? Is that the, of course. Is that the deal? Is that it's the point? It's about how Ford yeah. builds a car. John Ford. That can beat the Ferrari super Martin team. Ferrari. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Am I right? No. Okay. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm just... No, I know, I know you were just playing along, but I honestly had a brief moment where... I was like, that sounds right to me. And <laughs> so it's it's Henry Ford. <laughs> Thank you, right. It's, we're like we all know it's Henry yeah, Ford. I know it's Henry Ford. I, I I knew John was wrong, but it sounded it sounded funny to me. As for Ferrari, <laughs> Who's I John do, Ford. That's a John person, Ford is a director. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Of why. films. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm almost a thousand percent positive that Henry Ford had a son named John yeah, of or course. several sons of course, named John. You gotta. That's my whole last name is the reason uh, my, the reason my last name exists is yeah. because everyone names their kids John. Yeah. And it's So con- you're now you're John's son. It's a confusing mess. It's dumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're also John. Uh I so Ford v Ferrari. Yeah. That was two years ago too, wasn't it? It was 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. So 2018 did Vice. 2019 Ford v Ferrari. Did he? Has he done anything since? He didn't do anything in the pandemic. Okay. No. Okay. No. Interesting. He is uh, is there like an upcoming cast. Yeah, yeah in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh right, I actually remember hearing about that. Gore the God Butcher. Because yeah, it was like, oh right, Bale hasn't been in a Marvel yet. It's and true. He's due. Yeah, he's been in like. He sold out the like other way. The plan eventually is to get every single actor 
in the MCU, right? Of consequence, the, yeah. yeah. No, not even of consequence. Not even of consequence. No. Make them of consequence. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're either already of consequence or by putting them in uh, fucking uh, Eternal 7, they are now consequence. <laughs> uh, Eternal 7 is nominated for Best Picture <laughs> of the Year uh, that year. 2035. Uh, in 2035, it's, yeah, they're going to bang out the Eternals. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Um, Eternals 7, colon, always. <laughs> Is uh is nominated for thirteen Academy Awards. They're gonna do, and I think if I remember correctly, Eternals four is called Eternals colon Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and it's gonna be a mess and confusing. Yeah, everyone thought everyone will think that's where the series dies, but it's actually the secret linchpin of yeah, the whole it's, thing. <laughs> it's the Tokyo Drift. It's the Tokyo Drift of the Eternals. <laughs> oh man! Uh, check out our Patreon for our chat about the Furious movies. <laughs> Sorry, the Fast and Furious. That movies. was a good plug. Thank you. Um, all I wanted to say is we did not. Yeah, say what you mean. <laughs> in our previous episode, I think because a it was late, b there was four of us. Yeah. C it was sweltering heat. It was. Uh, we didn't bring back. I think one of our most popular and recurring. And enjoyable segments. Yeah. And so, to commemorate the end of this era... This is a good time to do it. I have brought some beers. And as often is the case with uh, milestones or anniversaries or celebrations, Mm -hmm. you often have cake. Yes. So I got Cold Garden's Cake Face beer. Have you had it before? Um, no, but I do love this little inscription written on it. Please read it for us. Sort of a Marzen once was a lager, certainly a riddle. This beer has a pronounced sweet, malty, base, teeter-tottering with a touch of floral noble hops. The maltiness goes on to form a clown ballet with a large infusion of real vanilla beans, resulting... In a flavor reminiscent of birthday cake. A clean, crisp fermentation makes this a light drinking session and or dessert beer. Ideal for a patio, apres dinner, or a bouncy castle. Disclaimer, no clowns were harmed in the brewing of Cake Face. It's good to have a sense As, of humor. And, you know, that's all. I always look for that disclaimer on my beers because I really, it's, it's a problem. So the, the the extermination of clowns. Oh, right. In in North America, in order to brew beer is just getting out of hand. Yeah, we can all agree, right? Yeah, most people don't know that their blood is yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Uh, so anyway, so this is cake face, which uh, is why they're hunted. <laughs> It's also why they like turned on everyone that one year. Remember that one year where there was the scary clowns? Yes, I remember. That was them. Yeah. They're, they're like uprising. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, much like many protests these days, <laughs> it, it, it does something in the moment yeah, and sure is quickly forgotten yeah. for other things. <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't have the attention spans we used to. No. Um, everyone remember to change your Instagram profile to orange um, and then to black. And then, I don't know, there'll be something new next year. 
Huh. Cake right? face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, you've watched Bo Burnham's Inside, of course. The uh, the yeah. song pe- like shit, I think it's just called shit. <laughs> Where it's just like I feel like shit. Yes, Ooh. <laughs> big old sinking duffel bag of shit. Yes, <laughs> that's how I feel most days. Right, right, right. <laughs> that song speaks to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's try this beer. Have you been to Cold Garden? That's the other thing. I oh yeah, ask yeah. Okay. It's um lovely. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely place. Uh, dogs are welcome. And uh, it's it's just a lovely, lovely time for someone like me who likes beer and dogs. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I loved going when, you know, before pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will imagine I will return to going um, because there's just a great atmosphere. There's dogs there. Yeah. It's so great. They're all very good As boys and or girls. who loves dogs, but I'm not allowed to have one yeah uh (laughs) i just like being around them yeah of course so uh well cheers cheers let's see let's see what you think i should have gotten a glass for this (laughs) it is sweet yeah it is sweet it um (laughs) It's got that, it's got, it. to me, it definitely has like a birthday cake aftertaste. Yeah. Like the vanilla, essentially, is the, the key part of that. Yeah, you're mostly like hit with that, and there's no denying the vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I am a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. I know I, you don't think vanilla is a treat. I don't, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I don't like the flavor right, of it. Right. I think it's a good, you know, <laughs> addition uh-huh. to flavors. That often include chocolate. Have you ever had pure vanilla? Oh yeah, like yeah. not extract. No, yeah, I've had yeah. it before. It's uh, it's wild. It's very good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's why it costs twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, for this exactly. tiny. thing. That's why most people do extract because yeah. uh, it's expensive. Yeah, and we live in a capitalist society. Yeah, no that reason burn no, down. No reason not to do extract, <laughs> and also. I agree with you. <laughs> it would be really great if we could um remember when we uh like a couple seasons ago when we when we really got into the whole like hey maybe <laughs> money is bad thing. Maybe we should burn it all down. Maybe we should burn it all down. Remember when we made that subtle shift? Mm-hmm. Um and we I was to, I was for it. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was absolutely for it. I don't regret it mm-hmm. even to this day. Um, what I do regret was, um, not imagining that it could get so much worse. Hmm. <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. You know, do you realize how fast it happened? Where it's like, I actually thought like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. maybe two, that I actually had some things figured out. Yep. Maybe an answer or two sure. for myself and yeah. for the, the the people I love most. Mm-hmm. Turns out I didn't. No, none yeah. of us do. Um, yeah, we just suckle at capitalist capitalism's teat until we die. Yep, or until um, the earth uh, turns and uh, decides to Sets kick us on off. fire. Yeah, yeah, mm. decides to kick us off. Of the it. great heat death. Yeah, seven hundred in change. Hmm. Seven hundred heat deaths. Oh, <laughs> in change, in the. Uh, during that heat wave. Oh, I see. In BC alone. Oh, gross. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. 
triple the amount that would have died <sighs> in uh, regular temperatures. See, I was just I was talking about the heat death of the Earth. Right. I'm talking about the heat death of people. Y- yeah, you're talking about like a thing that's actually happened, that happened. already. <laughs> yeah, that happened. It happened. Yeah. And then you know this is great content. This is great. I know. Uh, we're really front loading this with a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of just positive vibes. You a know? lot of vibes. Um, yeah, and then you know Exxon Mobil or whatever is like, hey, uh, you should recycle your bottles. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me to recycle my bottles? Fuck yourself. <laughs> it's been a lie the whole time. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, that's how we've been, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I've been better than that, but also like not because I've been working outside. Right. For most of my days. Yeah. And it's like, oh... Yeah. Did you? This is markedly different from last <laughs> year, where I did the exact same job. Did you last night get uh, a power outage by chance? Close. Okay. We got a minor flood. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, we got a minor flood at the front door. Okay. Yeah. So, as far from as the, from the storm, yes, yeah. from the storm. So, as far as where things can be flooding, the front door, believe it or not, is probably the best place. Interesting. Because it just means your wa- your weather stripping is probably just right. Locked. It's not pooling up necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a there was a crazy thunder uh, or sorry lightning strike. I think like literally feet from my house. Wow! <laughs> like to the point where I was watching television and I suddenly just heard the loudest like like smack. I don't even know the right way to describe it because it didn't sound like thunder to me at the time. Right, it was just it was so loud, and my instinct in the in the millisecond that it happened was that someone was like banging on the side of the house, because that's where you know obviously the sound was coming from outside, yeah. so it was like and it was hitting the side of the window. Um, but as soon as that happened, er- all the power went out, everything shut down. It came back pretty quickly, but then you know everything took a while to reboot. But it was just it was uh, it was pretty scary because it was like. The, the sound and the lightning were so close that I was like, I think I just saw it next to me. <laughs> so I'm glad I was not, uh, you know, frolicking outside. Yeah, no kidding. That would have been scary. Yeah. You ever been struck by lightning? <laughs> uh, no, but my uncle has. Oh, shit. Yeah, true story. He will uh, tell it to you unprovoked. <laughs> <laughs> has it happened to him again? Or just it, once, because uh, I've heard it like weirdly happens to people multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, because they've been attuned to it. Is how yeah. I like to view it. You there's know? a legend in my family that he's been struck a few times, mm. but he has not. But he you has, don't believe in he, this legend. He has been struck once. It's one of those things that he did not start. Mm. It was just like people around a campfire once, like. My family, sure. like, it was at a family reunion. My family's huge. It's like a big game of telephone. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where it could easily be, like, he tells the story to someone, and they tell, they retell the story, and they forget some of the details. And yeah. they're like, and, and they're, you know, and they're, when they're telling it, they're like, and I think maybe he said he got hit again? Yeah. But I don't remember. Anyway, and then someone hears that, and that's what they glom onto, and they're like, yeah, he got hit multiple times. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, it just, that's how rumors... And falsities just imagine happen that happening everywhere. though, yeah, but all at once uh-huh. in the same <laughs> night. 
because that's how it happened. We sure. were so many of us sitting around a massive campfire. Was so it some like, kind of family reunion? Or? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you all together? It was a family reunion. This yeah. was like a decade ago. Sure, yeah. But it spread. Do people do family forward. reunions still? Yes. Okay. My family does. My family used to, like, I remember as a child going to a, a good chunk mm-hmm. of family reunions here and there. And then, yeah. it, I don't know, I don't think it's happened since I, you know, turned 20. Often, Maybe I'm just not invited anymore. <laughs> I mean, oftentimes if there's like a, a patriarch or a matriarchal death, uh, it'll fall apart. Mm. Mm. You know? Right. The bloodline is... Uh, splintered. Splintered. Yeah. The line of succession is... Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> So it makes um, makes getting together a little awkward. Yeah, because you know, someone was written out of the will. You know what I'd want to see? No. I, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Um, like a, a show, a TV show, and I, I've never watched Succession. Maybe that's what this is, but um, <laughs> a TV show where there's something like that, like a patriarch who dies, and it like the the head of the table is up for grabs, but it's all normal people. Like, it's not criminals and crooks, you know? Because that's always what they do, is yeah. they're like, oh, and it's a bunch of miscreants, and they're trying to get to the head of the you know, the crime family. Yeah, no, that is not Succession. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Succession <laughs> is basically, there's a guy who's at the head of it, uh-huh. and he's gonna die. Okay. He's Brian Cox. Yeah. He's old. And so, and like his, all of his underlings are jockeying for Succession. Ah, including members of his family and his extended family and all that sort of thing. And he has to choose who's going to succeed him. Are uh, they all crime people? That sort though? of thing. Th- no, they're worse. Okay. They're billionaires. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah. But that's cl- that's closer to what I'm imagining It's in my closer, head. Yeah. yes, but also at the same time further. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he doesn't directly put a gun to someone's head like Tony Soprano doesn't mean he's... Yeah, on the axis, it's like uh, it's further axis. from like Game of Thrones, but yeah. it's not. Well, it might be closer. I guess, yeah, because there's m- there's like even more, and like they can get away with the murders. Yeah, if they wanted to, and they do, they do actually yeah, in them. the show. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a time when there's a bunch of people who die, and no, everyone's like, I don't know who did it, but I think it was you, and it's like it wasn't me. All right, well, bye. Well, you wouldn't lie. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we're here to talk about Simpsons season 10. Right. Recapping the Simpsons. We're recapping it. This is a good, this is a good beer. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I I think it's, it's good. Yummy. Crush these at uh, Cold Garden a lot. Nice. Cake face. Yeah. It's got a little picture of a guy with a cake face. With a cake face. (laughs) Um, so is there anything else you wanted to, uh, addendum or mention from our last episode um it was a big one there, there's a big one there it was a no it was a big episode oh. is, is <laughs> you're why. saying there's something you need to talk there's about. something that we need to address <laughs> um no not that i can think of yeah me neither it was fun yeah i had a great time and i think we talked about 30 minutes over tokyo as much as we possibly could I think we talked about 30 minutes over Tokyo for 30 minutes I total? think we did. <laughs> yep. Which is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right there on the tin. Yeah. But that was the end of season 10. Yeah. And so we got to recap the whole season. Now, when we started season 10, yeah. 
Um, I think both you and I agreed that the first five or six episodes were not as bad as we remember. No, I would argue the best ones were pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say any of them were genuinely good. No, like there's none that would crack uh, a top like even 20 uh, episodes. Of, yeah, of all time. I, you know? I I would say that there's none in this uh, in in mine that would crack a top like if you put them in another season. Like they're 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 most yeah of, like, basically even in season five <laughs> I th- even in season nine sorry I think like the best yeah. episodes of season ten you put in there they're like oh I guess that fits yeah like my my golden age as it were of three through eight yeah there's what that's five seasons yeah. And there's roughly twenty episodes a season. Twenty five, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, so the the season ten episodes wouldn't crack a top a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. everything from season three through eight are better than these episodes. I would agree, in my opinion. Yes. So, um, I think there's definitely we talked about it because it was harder. It was easier to compare season nine to season ten as far as quality goes. As yes. far as like. Um, direct comparisons and that some of them particularly from the front half of season 10 yeah are better than several episodes in season nine uh yeah i would agree they don't crack season nine's top five but yeah no i think that there's still there's still good enough episodes in season nine that i yeah i would choose most of them over these ones any yeah. day yeah. there's there's a bunch in season nine that would be bottomed if like if i was doing a ranking of season nine and ten episodes together together yeah then there's definitely some in season nine that would share the bottom of the barrel with all of season I 10. I agree with you, yes. Um, and so there's a, uh, you know, the, the five that I've chosen for my top five, which we'll get into later, uh, I think I like better than my bottom five for season nine, for example. Right. But that being said, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like, it's not an obvious winner. Um, but season 10 is uh, an odd one. It sure is. Uh, we, we talked a bit about Mike Scully. We, we should talk about him a bit more, um, as he did take over as showrunner in season 9. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of at his full strength, as it were, in this season. Um, because you do still have you know um, uh, holdover episodes from season 8 and season 9. Um, still finding his footing. Uh, a lot of the writers are still there in season nine. Uh, I think season ten there's a big departure um, because of Futurama as well. Yes, um, that's mostly the David S. Cohen. Yeah, I guess he's the big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought maybe he took a bunch of people with him too, but I might be wrong. Um, but I know that Al Jean is back. Yes, Al Jean comes back, and Schwartzwalder and Mayer are still in the They're room. Still kicking. Yeah, well, Schwartzwalder's uh, in, in the room, a Unabomber yeah. style shack somewhere, <laughs> uh, mailing in his uh, scripts with no return address. <laughs> <laughs> At best, they can get him on like a speakerphone. You know, if they're like, "Hey, John, we just have one quick question about your script, Charlie's Angels style." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, "You have you have thirty seconds." <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, Al Jean returns because he was off doing The Critic, I think. He was. Um, him and Mike Reese. Yep. And Al Jean comes back and eventually takes over Showrunner. Does he take over right after Scully? Like, he Scully does. goes till 12, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Al Jean it's takes Al over Jean 13. After that. Yeah. And it's just been Al Jean for forever. Yep. 
Fuck you, Algene. Fuck you, um, Algene. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's like, what, what like, people may wonder why yeah. if if you know if you maybe jump around in our episodes or whatever, and you know that's a recurring bit. You may wonder why we say fuck you, Algene, uh, and not like fuck you, Mike Scully, because. Yeah. Arguably, a lot. I think a lot of people would argue Mike Scully is the 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 turning point, right? Yeah. Whereas, as we've always said, Algene just keeps the trains running. Like mm-hmm. he just he just does. He's a workhorse. He's just like you know we keep pumping these out. Whatever we need to do, it's an institution now. No one gives a shit. The biggest problem with Algene is that he came in, saw good enough, and kept it going. Yes. Whereas, to his credit, Mike Scully wanted to take the show in a new direction. Yeah. Uh, as you said, his quote was. He didn't want to ruin the show, mm-hmm. so it's not his objective, obviously. Yep. Which I, I should hope not. It'd be really weird if he's like, "Yeah, I try. I really wanted to th- just drive it into the ground. <laughs> Fuck this show." <laughs> but he he takes over and he kind of he does a lot of interesting shifts in the series. I think um, one I think most prevalent is the irrefutable focus on Homer. Yes. Um, the rest of the family, like we joked about it, I think every episode, but you know, Marge, we love yep. throughout season 10, but a lot of that is because she just can't comes in with quips here and there. Yep. And she's just kind of like, Oh boy, here we go again. You know, yeah. like that's her role now. And I don't know if it's just, they, because of that role, they are able to come up with witty one liners for her that fit her character well. Yeah. Uh, or they just don't care. I don't know. But basically... Homer becomes the star. The rest of the family is pushed to the sidelines to the point where a lot of them are just non-characters anymore. In fact, I'd say a lot of the uh, secondary characters get better, treated better than most of the family. In this season? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially after the first five episodes. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it becomes... Well, even then, you have, like, like you have Lard of the Dance, yeah. right? Which is... Uh, kind of Lisa, but Homer's just shoving himself yeah, in there. They cannot you know? resist. And then you get Wizard of Avery and Terrace, which is Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, Bart the Mother, which is the, maybe the only Bart episode of the season. I guess because there's Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken, but that's, again, like just because his name is in the title doesn't mean yeah. it's about him. And it's not really about him. Yeah. <laughs> that that episode sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um. But uh, oh, what are some of the other early ones? And ba- basically, I'm saying like even in the early like half, yeah, the episodes that should be focusing on another character, Homer's just like hello, and like I keep forgetting like there's this. It's it's not even when the 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 episode is like it's not even when the the series is the the season is completely lost and and like when you dish upon a star is episode five, yeah, and it's one of the worst. It's the one that I've said is the is the a hundred percent mark of the zombie years. Yeah, for me. So we crashing have... into Alec Baldwin from the roof is like that's the that's the the change. That's yeah. the the pivot. That's the jump the shark. That, so we have Lord of the Dance. Oh, and that's even a water. It's even a water ski moment too. Yeah. That's really good stuff, Alan. That's <laughs> really <you>. good. Because <laughs> like I, I think I've said before, you know, uh, a lot of people. Uh, myself included for a while, considered the pointing to that's the real Seymour Skinner moment in season nine as the jump the shark moment. Yeah. And I think through our analysis and our uh, recap of that episode, I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I understand why people view it that way yeah. because it's just such a, a strange turning point for the show. 
But at the very least, as we said, that episode's still pretty good. <laughs> Guys, it is. Even if it like it kind of is. You know, if it, uh, it, it the essence around it kind of like is icky in a way, yeah. you know, that we talked about at length in that episode. The episode itself is pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, you know, Skinny Boy, I just love him. I can't I can't help it. That's my that's Armin's copy of Swank. <laughs> Armin's frozen peas. Up yours, children. <laughs> um, and then the other kind of jump the shark moment, I think. Um, well, and again, I I hate this episode. Cartridge Family is not a jump the shark moment, though. It's just a bad episode, you know? So through our journey here, I did feel like When He Dish Upon a Star had that moment where it's just, I felt the shift. I felt the shift from... Uh, a family comedy that happens to be animated into a cartoon with celebrity cameos. It's the Captain Wacky show. Yeah. Captain Wacky and Friends. <laughs> um, oh my God. Blank celebrity. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's the first time they do it. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. He does it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> it's still the essence is there. And no, then, you know, no, they do it. They, they do it mockingly for oh. mickey rooney oh yeah 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 <gasps> mickey, mickey rooney. rooney hi kids it's so funny it's funny in that and but yeah i think because that episode is lampooning hollywood and lampooning yeah, celebrity culture do it, it for works real because it feels like satire in that moment because right? it is it, it is. totally yeah, yeah. is but, in, it's but such with a this, good episode it is very good episode radioactive man um but with this one, it's it's literally like, the, also because the episode itself is about like praising celebrities and like aren't celebrities great? Yeah, right. And so it just feel and it doesn't feel like satire either. It doesn't feel like oh, what Homer's doing, like putting these celebrities on a pedestal, and what the rest of the town does eventually, is bad. It never feels like it's saying that. It feels yeah. like it's just saying celebrities are cool. We all like them. Yeah. Aren't you, know? you glad that you get to watch them yeah, now look for at, free? Look they're in handsome our, in our in our cartoon world. <laughs> and we got the real celebrities to voice themselves. So you get to hear their you get, voice. You can hear I their guess? voice too, and that's fun, right? Because so you recognize a, them. It's an approved PR move. <laughs> it's it feels so cynical. Yeah. Um. But that's one. I mean, the, yeah, the Homer show is definitely on in focus in this season. Um, there's at least two episodes with Homer in the title. Oh yeah, I is mean, is there more? I mean, Homer to the Max and Maximum, Maximum Homer, Homer Drive. Drive. I mean, the fact that they have both of those episodes in the same season this is already like a mark of like, are you guys trying anymore? <laughs> I mean, he is the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. Right. He's referenced as the. Um, also, Homer Simpson in Kidney Trouble. Sure, there's another one, yeah. Is one of those. Um, let's see. Make room for Lisa, Maximum Homer Simpson's Bible stories. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, those were the ones. There's yeah. three. But compared to the other characters, the other family characters, there's yeah. uh, two for Bart, right? Bart the Mother While Bart's Can't Be Broken. Yep. There's, I think, one for... No, two for Lisa, because there's Make Room for Lisa, and there's Lisa Gets an A. And they saved Lisa's brain. Oh, so there's three for Lisa as go. well. Now, yeah. of those three episodes, though, how many are actually about Lisa? <laughs> uh, make Room for Lisa... Is not. Is not. It's no. that we... Oh, man. I still, to this day, am like, did I actually watch that episode? 
Because <laughs> it's they go in the tank. That's what it's all about. Yes. The uh, is, deprivation tank. That is what they do. I can't remember a damn thing about it. It's so forgettable. Yep. Um make room or uh, uh Lisa gets an A is about Lisa. Yes, that's it is. that's you know, one of the few. And, and they then, saved Lisa's brain, I would argue is an attempt to be about Lisa, but it yeah. beca- it like many of these episodes, and that's another thing when you talk about is they have third act problems this season. They really do. And not like not like how Simpsons episodes with their the nature of their elastic universe kind of always have had a problem with their last minute. Right. Or so, maybe 2 minutes. Um, just nailing the landing is is really tough when it's sh- when you you should be ending on a joke, you know you should be ending yeah. on the big like on the big like it's it's how like a stand up ends their set, you know you should sure. you should end with a callback or end with a big with, with a good joke or something like that. And sometimes the Simpsons, even in that at their best, have struggled with that. I honestly have always felt they're more sincere endings were always their best ones just because gonna say, they, they managed yeah. to wrap up a story a lot a and lot more succinctly yeah and i was gonna say that's the that's the other option right is to end the episode with either a, a good joke yeah or with a like actual heartfelt sincere moment of some kind homer and marge riding their bike off into the sunset great um uh, uh, homer a giving moment, lisa a piggyback uh horsey back ride you uh, know? The, i want to say about the sunset the a mm-hmm. moment that actually makes uh, what i consider to be a subpar episode um Good. Wait, because that's it, is that Duffless? Yeah, that's Duffless. Yeah, yeah. Um and I a subpar for season four. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah. Compared uh, if you put that in season ten, <laughs> it would be the best episode. hundred percent. It'd be like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> well, you, t- you tell me Homer can't drink for a month? Yeah, I'm on board, sure. Yeah, that's a this, great premise. This sounds like a great premise. How do they fuck it up? Yeah. Oh, the kids are writing a uh, show? Oh no, that's a different episode. <laughs> what are the kids doing in that episode? Do you remember? I feel like they have a B plot. I remember it's a problem. Yeah. I, that the, that's the problem with it, in in a lot of ways. That the that there's too it's much. It's not the front. The front is what I'm on. thinking of. The I'm front is the front. Yes, the front is also a weird season four episode yeah. that I still think is pretty great, <laughs> but is also not great. I just remember it being very bizarre. The yeah, those the, the two plots happening. In the that front one. and whacking day are like yeah. this are like very similarly structured. Yeah. Um. The other thing. Uh, that Scully brings in, I think, is, uh, as we mentioned, the focus on celebrities. Yeah. Um, celebrity guests, at the very least. Yeah. Because to to their credit in this season, they have some big-name actors come in to play characters. They do. They still are doing that sometimes. Yep, they are. <laughs> for the most part, though, the, the celeb guests are playing themselves, and it hurts them for it. Yes. Um... But the other kind of thing we need to talk about is, you know, we've 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 talked about it a bunch, but the fact that Phil Hartman passes, yep, and we get our final performance by him in this season is, I think, I don't know about you, but kind of a backdoor reason why I wanted to do up to season ten <laughs> because this is the because he has his final performance yeah. in this season. Um, and it's good. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a and then, genuine highlight yes. of the season. Absolutely. That that the bird tongs. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it makes that episode from like eh to 
pretty good. Pretty good. This is pretty good. <laughs> I laughed for two minutes straight. Um, but yeah, he he leaves, and and the the presence is felt very quickly. Yeah, both in terms of roles that they give to other characters that are clearly meant for either a Troy or a Lionel character, but also just as we mentioned in the um, oh, it was it was in the 30, 30 minutes over Tokyo. The that that guy who's Chuck Garabedian. Thank you. Um, like that—that's definitely a, a not a Troy McClure or a Lionel Hutz, but a Phil Hartman character. It's Lyle right? Landley. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just know that he—if he—if he had lived and if he was given that role, the character would be a fucking highlight. Yeah, he'd be so funny. There'd be—he would. Add, I bet Phil would have added so many great little quips, little one-liners and things that would have I, made I, the cut. And you know, they would probably. I bet. They would have been inspired by it and had him show up in Tokyo in some way. Yeah, sure. Like as yeah. a one-liner. Yep. You know, like they see Chuck Garabedian. Like maybe maybe they <laughs> maybe see him on the, on the game show. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> And they figure out a good way to get cheap tickets home. Yeah. Maybe you know? he's on the game show after them instead of the Canadians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. And they might have been inspired to do that. But... Unfortunately, or at the very least, Phil Hartman would have voiced the Canadian, the Canadian husband. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, that hurts, eh? Yeah, it's uh, pretty funny because that's what Canadians sound that like. I, I've that's my job this summer. Oh yeah, you talk like a Canadian. Oh, you betcha. Oh, we could make this more Canadian this podcast. You oh, you know? think so? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. Oh, we could, uh, you know, we could always... How many tr- listeners do you think we're losing right now? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe tr- maybe 300. Uh, we could always try and kiss a fish off of a Halifax pear. <laughs> you know, that's how my, that's, that's how my, uh, my, my good friend Gordy's father died. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Took uh. a snow machine all the way out to the Halifax pier. <laughs> Drank some Newfoundland screech. Saw himself a fish in the bottom of the river and jumped in. <laughs> Um, we're not like that, you no. guys. No, we're not. <laughs> Some Canadians are. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, you can't deny the ones who are. But we're nice people. <laughs> Be our friends. Let us win a Stanley Cup. Let us win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, yeah, well, as long as we're recapping. Um, they lost. Yeah, I mean, for those that aren't aware for some reason, yeah. the they Canadians lost, lost the, in Game 5. To the 1980s bullies, yep. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Who are uh, weirdly kind of a dynasty team now. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they're fucking stacked. Yes, that they really insane. are. Yeah, it's an insane team. Um, it would be weird if they didn't win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's true. With all those players. Um, I, I, I did not watch the third period. Me neither. Of the uh, final game, uh, I I just I, I decided I was like, because I, I watched the first period, no score. Tampa scores in the second. Yeah, it's a one nothing game. Still a close game. Still exciting to watch. But I was just like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Watch what I am afraid is going to happen based on the game so far, which yeah. is that will be it. There yeah. will be zero to one. It'll be such a whiff of an ending. It'll be so uninteresting, <laughs> and. Uh, just heartbreaking, you know. Yeah, I don't want to see, you know, Carey Price and Shea Weber uh, sad. Yeah, me <laughs> Which, neither. And so I was like, I'm gonna not watch the third period. And then if 
if they come back and win, I'll find out and I'll be like, great, I'll watch game six. But if they don't, then I didn't have to watch all that bullshit of them celebrating on the ice with their Stanley Cup. So that's what I did. And, uh, you know, the the thing I, I kind of hope is that they learn from this and they come out swinging next year knowing that they can do it. Knowing that they can do it. Yeah, that would be incredible. Because if, if they, they have don't. so many young players yeah. that got so much great experience in the playoffs Yo, as well. Boy. It is that great. If, if like Suzuki, Caulfield, Toffoli, like if all these like youngins who were doing very well in the playoffs like up their like keep their game going for the regular season and prove to everyone that they are a championship team, they can make the playoffs next year and maybe have it won't be like a Cinderella run necessarily, mm-hmm. but it'll just be maybe a really good run that uh, could possibly win it, win it this time. Yeah. This you never is, know. Teams are long-lived. Yes. Truly. And they, I think Kerry can still do it. I think he's got at least a couple more years in him. I think he's proved that yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, is if he stays healthy, he can take you all the way there. Yep. You just have to score one. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and We need, they, we and need they like, that. Cole Caulfield yeah. to step up. They learned that. They've, yep. they've also learned that they're nearly invincible when playing with the lead. That's the thing, yeah. Which is a that good fir- thing to learn. <laughs> that first goal was so crucial. And yeah. That's also a big reason why I stopped watching. Yeah. Once Tampa scored, I was like, it's probably over. Like, Tampa's... The, the only problem is Tampa was even better at playing with the lead. Oh, yeah. Well, but, like, and just in general, both in teams... Place. Like, I think the stats they listed was, like... Uh, both teams were like you know twenty and two or like yeah. forty and three yeah. when scoring first. Like it, was it was some ab- crazy thing where it's like it was absurd. Yeah, the both stat teams was absurd. Like whenever they score first, for some reason, always win. They will win. <laughs> so it was just like who's going to score first? That will probably dictate the winner. Honestly, I for for Montreal just because we were following them so closely, it it became very evident to me why they needed it mm-hmm. so badly. Yeah. It was their style of play. Their entire strategy was based around, okay, we need this goal because honestly the skill and the elite players weren't there yeah. to get the amount of goals that you would need to catch up. Yeah. You know? But when they can play with the lead, yeah. they have such a great defensive, defensive strategy back Ba- pa- penalty kill or yeah penalty Their kill penalty kill is amazing yeah. they had the big four defensemen that were you incredible price. They had, and they have price yeah so it's like okay get a goal if you can get two yeah. then lock it down yeah <laughs> and they did shut it. down cooch shut down stamkos which they did they did yeah they did not enough though yeah. not enough i will never forget this run i will no, this I was, will never this was so it. fun yeah and I loved it. I so think there's much. a lot of positives to be taken from it, it yeah. and it, I I recognize how much of a long shot it was for them to actually win the cup. That's why I'm but it was feeling still, pretty good. Yeah, right it now. was still pretty pretty cool. The <laughs> even the fact that they won Game Four, like that was that was such a like, oh, this could be the turning point. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're down three one. Guess when else they were down three one? Yeah. Those guys are gone too. They guess, also guess wore what blue. team is six and zero for elimination games. Yeah, <laughs> six and one now. Anyway, uh, that's a little quick little hockey chat. Yeah, because uh, the season's now over. Yeah, we're done. Um, which is just kind of a bummer too. But you know what? Couple months, we'll I be mean, back. It'll be back, and <laughs> so it'll be back so so quick. Yeah, honestly, the time and the expansion between, drafts happening. Right, that's true. Yeah, the time between seasons is always like, oh, where did hockey go? 
Where, <laughs> where's Hawk? And when it comes back, you're like, Jesus Christ, this season could be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're like, oh, yeah, it's still going, huh? huh. Wow. 82? <laughs> oh, you said? that's a lot of games. And we're still good with... All right. <laughs> 82, all right. <laughs> yeah, they could... Um, 56 was pretty good. 56 games? Yeah. Was that what, what this year was? Yeah. yeah. 56 was pretty good. I think that's... I think they should do that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if they want to make it like so that fans and ticket holders have the 30, they could do the 62 game thing. Sure. That'd be fine. Yeah. But 82 is insane. So many games. <laughs> um, Well, what else do we have to say about season 10 in general? Um, By far the worst season we've covered. <laughs> Yeah, handily. I wish, I wish in my alternate reality where Steve Rogers went back in time and replaced all the Infinity Stones, mm. I imagine it as the last season. Right. So much. Yeah. I also imagine it as if they knew it was going to be the last season. Right, so they can have a, fu- a proper finale. Yes, yeah. of some kind. But That'd even, be nice. even if not, even if this is where it just got cut off at the knees, right? I would be. It'd happy. still be pretty good. Yeah, it, yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, what a what a horrible fin-. like. No one talks about the finale of like Home Improvement. No, I'm not trying to compare that to The Simpsons, but they like, don't. <laughs> a, a a normal quote unquote sitcom that's not a phenomenon doesn't have like a. And and that's actually a problem with a lot of phenomenon sitcoms like Friends and Seinfeld and uh, Scrubs. I, I don't know if that's a phenomenon necessarily, but you see, the more popular sitcoms, they think they need to do a really really special ending, mm. and oftentimes you don't. Yeah, you just need to have some kind of closure. Yeah, and and honestly, a lot of times you don't. If Seinfeld had ended with them doing the exact same exact same thing that they did in that episode, and then it's like, you're free to go, and they just go back to their normal lives. That also works. It doesn't need to, like, they don't need to be removed from society because then people are going to be like, oh, what are they up to now? It's like, no. we They're fake. They're fictional characters. I, I think I'm not I, thinking I like what's it, up, what's like up with this character. <laughs> I like the Seinfeld finale, too. I like it. Oh, I'm I, so I just glad. Know, I'm so glad. No, that. I just know that that's a, one of the contentious ones, you know? Yeah. Like, people hated it at the time. Uh, I think a lot of people have come around to it. I remember being like, because I mean I was fairly young, but I remember being like, "This is, this is fun." They're bringing yeah. back a lot of characters that I like. Look at all these characters. Look how yeah. much they don't seem to give a shit about this. <laughs> they locked themselves in prison. They're That's being, wacky. They're being meta about like, yeah, aren't these four characters horrible humans? And I'm like, yeah, they are. <laughs> Look at what they've done. You don't think about it until they're all paraded in front of you. It's like a that. clip show as the finale. Yeah, the balls. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, what, like, what, what did you want from a Seinfeld finale? Yeah, you know? that's yeah. And so, like, something like The Simpsons, they could literally, like, I don't think 30 minutes over Tokyo would be a satisfying finale, obviously. But a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of a lot of the Golden Years episodes just in a vacuum would work fine. Especially Homer's if enemy. They, sure, but like, e- I would say even ones um, that end with like uh what's a good one like uh millhouse divided yeah right that end with some as we were talking like some kind of sincere moment especially if it's about the family because that's how it started you know and there is an impulse in a lot of tv show finales to to have some kind of bookend right 
that's what Seinfeld does with the same conversation in the yeah. jail cell that they have in the very first episode. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, Scrubs is another one, right? Where they they have like the, I mean, which I, I'm, ign- which, I'm ignoring which, okay. the you're, fake season. You're I'm ignoring, ignoring med school. <laughs> ignoring med school season in quotes nine. Yeah. Um, but the season eight finale, which was intended to be the series, finale, you know what med school <laughs> reminds me of. Oh Let me just finish this thought for first. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> it just the season eight finale ends with the like JD lookalike. Uh, with the gender in the door, right? Yeah, yeah. They have that moment where it's like, ah, oh, here we go again, a new kid to be my enemy. And yeah, there's just, there's always that impulse to have like some kind of like callback to the very first episode, which I think is fine. Yeah. But I think sometimes there's maybe too much leaning into that where really you just need kind of a, a general like, here's how it began, here's how it ended. Mm-hmm. You know, Breaking Bad, I think, has a, uh, you know, a nice moment in that sense where it, it ends with him with the uh the cookings oh yeah right yeah. uh so it's like it's not like an exact mirror of the first episode but it's definitely like a look how far this character has come like let's just appreciate the journey for a moment you know and now he's and then he dies because he's a piece of shit yeah, he's a huge piece <laughs> of shit say the words <laughs> say you want this <laughs> Nothing happens until I hear you say it. And like the the uh, restraint amongst the creators of Breaking Bad to save two perfect songs for the final season. Wow! Yeah, Crystal Blue Persuasion, and and then My My Baby Baby Blue. Blue. Yeah. The yeah. I guarantee they're at like all of seasons two, three, four. Yeah. They were saying, when can we use Crystal Blue Persuasion? Vince Gilligan's got he's his like, hand on the button. He's like, we're, we're going to wait. Not yet. We're going to make him wait for it. Not yet. <laughs> Crystal Blue Persuasion is, is just, just wait for it. Yeah. We got an idea. <laughs> we need to get Todd into the picture yeah. first. <laughs> Don't forget about Todd. Who? Um, oh, man, what a great show. Anyway, oh, uh, so what does Scrubs Med School remind you of? Scrub Med School reminds me of Digimon season two. <laughs> Enlighten me. I don't know Digimon Anyone well enough. Anyone who's seen Digimon Season 2 already knows what I'm talking about. They, uh, Is it a new cast of characters? It's a new cast of characters with the old cast sometimes coming back as mentor sure. versions. And um, that was the first time I had ever seen a show do that, mm. and I hated it. It made me feel <laughs> it made me feel gross. I didn't like the change. Yeah. It uh, I actually felt like I was traumatized a little bit yeah. by um, these my friends, digital monsters. My my no, like uh, Ty being replaced by mm-hmm. this other kid with goggles. Sure, and I was like, no. Thank you very Are much. Those characters designed by like a uh, Final Fantasy guy. Oh, probably. Yeah, they look like Final Fantasy. Characters. They really do. Yeah, they have <laughs> pouches super, and yeah, superfluous belts. pouches, belts, and goggles, <laughs> and also, crazy wacky hair, big hair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. You know, the like the I th- I actually think the anthology uh, model for TV works really well. I like it, but it what like I don't know personally. Of a anthology series before American Horror Story. Oh, I do. Can you? Yeah. Can you think of some? Yeah. Again. Can you tell me them? Oh yes, right. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking pulling teeth. <laughs> a show called uh, Dead Man's Gun. Okay. Yeah, I haven't it, heard of it. It was an anthology show. 
Wait, didn't you write that? <laughs> I wrote a... Sorry, the, the show is called Dead Man's Gun. Okay. I wrote a film called A Dead Man's Gun. <laughs> right. Very important distinction. Yes. Legally. Um, yes. <laughs> I did a search. I'm good. So this was you, just you plugging your TV show. No. <laughs> that was the spinoff of your movie. No. Um, I wish. Henry Winkler was in <laughs> Dead Man's okay. Gun. And Chris Christopherson, I think. Oh, also, wow. The Littlest Hobo. It's kind of an anthology show. Uh, I disagree. That's <laughs> every episode he goes to a new town. Yeah, he goes to a new town. That's not an anthology. Because anthology means each season is a self-contained story. Right. That's what an anthology series is. And Fargo does it, of course. Yeah. Um. It to great success, Hang in on. my opinion. What? Hang on. <laughs> Whoa, now. Okay. I don't think <laughs> anthology is just as cut and dry as that. Well, that's I what they call these shows. I know. So. I know it's what they call All these right. shows, and I think it's a type of an anthology series. <laughs> I think I was being facetious with the littlest hobo, okay. but uh, <laughs> a dead man, a dead man's gun. The show uh-huh. uh, does go uh, to different. Uh, a different cast of characters in a different short Western story, like a 45-minute Western, every episode. Okay. It's a different one every episode. And that, I think, is a type of anthology as well. I guess so, yeah. Like, I'm using the parlance of the the current state of TV, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, that kind of thing is, like, Twilight Zone as well. Yeah, I think it's important to, um, to acknowledge that, like, that that anthology type that I'm talking about is... Much more per conducive and yeah. per episode. It's like if you're going to make a show like that, I think it's much more conducive to the old way mm-hmm. of television, where it's right. like yeah, weekly. Yeah. So we can kind of like whatever. It's our Elastic Universe. This the we follow not a character but a gun as yeah. it goes from owner to owner. We follow not a person but a littlest hobo <laughs> as they go from adventure to adventure uh, and a new cast every time. We follow not a person but uh, journey beyond sight and sound. Right. You know. Uh, Maybe whereas, tomorrow I'll learn to settle down. Yeah. Whereas until in, tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. I'll just keep moving on. That's a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> um, the CBC has got to be CBC. I right? feel like it has. It's to Canadian be. for yeah, sure. It's definitely Canadian. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> see a little hobo out there. Keeps on calling me. <laughs> oh yeah. He was on last night. He got into a <laughs> real scrape with a junkyard dog. Uh, I honestly, he's a good dog, though. He's a good dog. I thought he was going to get into some real trouble there. And uh, that junkyard dog, they had to put him down, though. <laughs> God. Um, I, so, <laughs> but my, my thought is the, the type of anthology show I'm speaking of, I don't know existed before Definitely American Horror Story. Yeah. And I like it. I think it's it, it, because it gives creators uh, room to breathe, right? Um, I haven't watched season four of Fargo yet, but uh, it's next. I just rewatched all the first three seasons, and they're all very good for different reasons. And I do like that it's still in the same universe. So there's like you know little Easter eggs and callbacks. You know, obviously in season two is a literal uh, a side character from season one is now a main character, and it's like a prequel, right? Patrick Wilson plays uh, Carradine, Keith Keith Carradine, I think. Does he really? Yeah. Did you not know that? No, I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, he plays Lou Salverson. Yeah, Keith Carradine plays him in season one. He's the guy who like runs the diner. Really? Right. And he and he's the father to Molly, Molly Salverson, uh, who's uh, who Allison solves the uh, case. What's her face? 
Allison Tolman. Yeah. Who's like yeah, like the main kind of yeah. Marge Gunderson yeah. uh parallel. And then season two, Patrick Wilson plays Lou Solverson yeah. as a as a young guy in the force. And because throughout the uh, he's got Christian Milioti as his wife, and they're like, Oh, how's Molly doing? The, their little baby. That little baby grows up to be to be Molly. <laughs> Molly Solverson. I get in it. Season yeah, one. no, I get it. Yeah. That's clever. You didn't know this? No, I didn't know this. <laughs> Yeah, because season two is like 70s, I think. Yeah, I know. I remember. And I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't pick up on that very obvious tie-in. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> I did like the threads that they that they bring into it. Yeah, the, the all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all good. It's You know, it's good. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, I haven't watched American Horror Story. Uh, people like it. I don't know. I just uh, I, I just didn't why. I didn't get into it. I don't know why and, they like it. They should. But what I like again. But what bad. I like about it as a concept is that I could theoretically watch season four, and it's its own self-contained thing. And like, if people are like, "Oh, like season four is the best season," mm. I don't have to do that normal yeah. thing with shows where I'm like, "I'm a weirdo and I need to start at the beginning." Yeah. You know, like I people are like, "Oh man, you got to like just blow past the first few seasons because they're not great." Because once you hit season three, it's really good. And I'm like. That's great. I need to watch seasons one and two, though. <laughs> like, I, I personally want to see the growth of the show. I want to see the journey. Yeah. Um, and then get rewarded, hopefully, with a good season. Hopefully. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just I like that concept. I like that the seasons can be self-contained, and uh, but uh, have thematic um, tie-ins and that kind of thing. What was this relating to? I don't remember. How we could end the season. Oh, Scrub season nine. <laughs> right. Digimon season two. And I was just kind of thinking about uh, how season nine was almost trying to do that model in a way. Yeah. Right? The problem was they already had eight seasons of a show. If they had done season one and then season two was med school, I mean, that would be bad too. But you know what I mean? Like there might be a bit more like acceptance. Like, oh, this is how the show is going to go. Is yeah. each season has its own cast of characters and they're you know they might cameo or show up in season two, but then you know season three will be a new thing. I don't know. It'll be like uh, Doctors Without Borders episode season. <laughs> I feel like it's almost like if it was if they if they just didn't call it season nine, right? When they didn't want to. I but they I they didn't want I should to. Say the creator Bill Lawrence didn't want to. Yeah, he, he was like, no, it's a spinoff. Make it a spinoff show. Yeah. Like, no, we're just gonna call it season nine. And he's like. You All right, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. I I'm not a part of it anymore, yeah. so yeah. you shouldn't do that. Peace. Yeah, and and he was right. Yeah, you shouldn't call it that. If they just called it med school, yeah, and it, it was a known spinoff of Scrubs, yeah, it could have perhaps uh, had more legs. If you even um, tee it up in the last couple episodes, because like Eliza Coop, I think is really good. I love her. I think she's great. She's so funny. Um, you got Aziz and Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, weird. You got really? no. I think he. I don't think he's in med school. Sorry, I think he's just in like season eight. Like he's one of the either way because they bring in Eliza Coop yeah. and and him and a bunch of people as the new interns. And I think she might be the only one that kind of like carries she's over. She's a great that. holdover. Like yeah. she's the like because they got the James one Franco, who you should make the yeah. show about. No, but, but they chose the weird blonde they girl. Chose the other one who's like the awkward. Like I don't know. I don't know how to talk. They just chose a JD. Yeah. Whereas Eliza Coop established a character that was not that. Yeah, which makes was, things more interesting. Who was we interesting? Don't, we don't want just another JD. Yeah. Spoiler alert: JD sucks. He really did. He's bad. What's with the like? He's a real Mosby. The two thousands and yeah, 
like shitty leading character, leading romantic leads. As well, were. they're narrating their own story. Yeah, they're the hero of their own story because everyone's the hero of their own story until you realize you've been a villain all along. Mm. Oftentimes, it doesn't happen. That's true. Yeah, and everyone is, and they chose these guys who were all the same. Okay, Mary, fuck, kill. Okay, JD. Okay, Ted Mosby. All right. And, um, oh fuck, I just had it. Uh, oh, that's gone now. God damn it. <laughs> I guess it's just the two. No, wait, I had a this, perfect one. This game notoriously <laughs> needs three <laughs> options. I don't know, my mind just, it, I thought about this person. Or we could talk I it out. I started talking it out. We can talk, and, no, and we can talk it out for this person. The person flew out of my mind. Do you remember their show? <laughs> well, that's, that's the first step. All right, first step is Oh, here it is. Okay, I got, okay, I got okay. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ted Mosby. <laughs> Just JD. say the name before you Jim Halpert. It. Oh, Jim Halpert. <laughs> I mean, marry Jim Halpert. Okay. I fuck JD. Okay. Okay. I would. I would kill Ted Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is the worst of them all. Uh, I would one hundred percent kill Jim Halpert because I think he's the worst of them all. Really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, I would fuck JD as well. Uh-huh. Uh even though none, you, none of these three You would live your I would life. marry Ted Mosby. Here's and here's my oh, argument. I see it. I believe Ted Mosby only becomes a likable character when he's with Kristen Milioti. That's absolutely in, accurate. Yes. Yes. And so when in in this weird scenario we've created if I am Kristen Milioti, yeah. I'm happily married to this yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know? He is and you know he's what? He's insufferable because he's without love and he's so like, why? Yeah. And you know what? That moment on the train station platform is the first moment I like Ted Mosby. He's kind of charming. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there's a bunch of moments in the season that they have of the like. Yeah. The I mean, the big fault series. of that of that series is not making the final season that. Yes. Just him and the mother courting yes and eventually marry like we know they're gonna marry but it's like how do they marry yeah because they have the little snippets and those are lovely yes and if the whole season was was that i think it would have been way better yeah. uh the the baffling insane choice <laughs> to make the whole season three days of the barney robin wedding Absolutely. and then having an entire season's worth of storylines happen in the finale absolute is madness bananas <laughs> yeah they didn't have and you think at some point someone's watching the dailies and being like, hey, uh, Josh, Josh, Josh and uh, Kristen are. Is it Josh, though? Yeah, what's, Josh what's Radner. It? Thank you. I was trying to remember his last name. Josh and uh, and Kristen are popping. Yes. Like they have insane chemistry. This was great casting by us. Yeah. Congrats to us. We nailed we it. We did it. We should put them in together more. We should put them in together and, for this and, whole thing. And someone else was like, get everyone. No. <laughs> I would like them to be apart for the majority of the season. And I would like to deprive Kristen Milioti of her Emmy nomination. <laughs> Thank you. Instead, let's have a storyline where the kid from Karate Kid comes. Oh, right. He's he's gonna try and mess up the wedding. It's gonna be wacky. Don't ask me how. That's up to you, writers. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Let's have Marshall unable to make it to the wedding, so he has to take various transportation. Those That's like five episodes right we'll, there. Uh, we'll do like a planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> with him and John Candy's a baby <laughs> in this 
<laughs> in this reimagining. In this reimagination. Oh, boy. Uh, what a bad sh- series uh, yeah. uh, that I had a lot of fun with. <laughs> so it's it's one of those sad series for me. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'll still rewatch it. I'll still rewatch it here and there. Yeah. Um, and I still get some joy out of it. Yeah. But, really? uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> the same way I get joy out of Friends. The sure. same way I get joy out of Scrubs. Like there's these yeah. shows uh, and The Office, you know, like I put all these shows uh, together because for me, I when I rewatch them, I'm like, this isn't a very good show. I want to hear your Jim Halper take because I think I think I get it, um, but I still don't see how he's worse than JD. F- fair. So I, I would love to, I, I honestly I do, think, I wish I, I would love to, yeah. to understand. Here, here's, I, I could talk for hours, but I won't. Right. I will be as succinct as I can. Okay. Um, the whole conceit of the Jim Halpert Pam relationship uh, begins with him purposefully trying to destroy a relationship. Yes. Now, whether or not you think Pam and Roy should get married or not mm. is not important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The important thing is she's an engaged woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, who at the very least appears to be happy in that relationship. And he does as much as he can to destroy it because he's like, but I want her. Mm. I should get her. Um, he doesn't want to be her friend. Like he, he acts as her friend throughout the first two seasons because he wants to be with her. And the moment she says no, when he kisses her without her consent, <laughs> um, she he moves away because he's like i can't be around her now because she won't be with me so he can't even just be like accepting the fact that he has this great friend which he does their friendship is lovely and he that's not good enough for him and it infuriates me and then he begins a relationship with a very nice woman sure does rashida jones um uh, what's the fuck karen name? thank you karen um who I love. She's actually probably my favorite character in The Office. I think she's the nicest person in the show. Yeah. Um, which isn't saying a lot because they're all horrible people. Yeah. I think uh, she is very good for Jim. Uh, I think they have great chemistry. Sure do. And it's just so annoying that the whole time you can tell he's just like, oh, but what about Pam? And then he fucking leaves her alone in New York City. To go ask Pam out on a date. Isn't that sweet? And it's played as this like lovely romantic ending to that season. And I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> Have the conversation with Karen first if you're going to do that. But also, like, you're just an idiot for throwing away Karen. Um, and then they're together. And it should be, oh, he got what he wanted. Everything's fine. But instead, he infects her with his shitty attitude and hatred of all mankind, and she becomes horrible. Whoa. Whoa. And the two of them become insufferable. Really? Yes. They're both the whole time just like, oh, fucking Dwight is a loser, and like, uh, Angela's d- d- dumb. And like, they they just talk down to every, they, they act so high and mighty, especially when together, but even before that, and it gets so annoying, and then it gets, and then at at some point the writers are like, we don't know what to do with these characters anymore. Let's make them fight. And so they have all those dumb, like, combative stuff between each other. He buys her a house 
without consulting her. Oh, I remember that. Um, he takes a job in another city without consulting her. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's when he he wants to work in sports because he's a sports guy and he's cool. I want to work in paper. I want to work in sports. Right. I don't remember that. He he gets a job in Philadelphia. With you know Darryl. what? I what? stopped watching after season five. That's smart. I didn't watch it because it gets worse and worse. Yeah. I I liked season four. I liked season four a yep. lot. Season it four was... is probably the best episode, uh, best season, um, because uh, or is season four? Uh, sorry, season whichever four is the writers' strike season. Whichever so season, short. whichever season is, uh, Jim and Pam are together. That is season four. Yeah. Okay, that's the best season only because they still haven't decided to make Jim and Pam horrible. Yeah, they're just content. Yeah, and they're less combative with it, with everyone. There's less yeah. conflict there. Um, they start to focus on uh, Michael Scott as the kind of main character, which you know he arguably always was. But yeah. now he's the romantic lead, yeah, as well, which and, I think is great. And yep. I love Amy Ryan. Yes, and that's like the best uh, romance of the show. I'd say yeah. is is Michael and Holly. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not fully convinced, just because. I guess I don't know The Office as much as I And that's thought. that's fair. I've watched it so many times, and again, this is coming back to where, what I was talking about. There's just shows that I will just rewatch over and over. You know, I'll be like, oh, I'm due for a How I Met Your Mother rewatch. Right. And I'll go through it all again. And it, these are shows that I just put on when I don't want to think, because, you know, I, I'm sure you have this too, where you're like, I want to watch something, I don't know what, and you scroll forever on the various apps and that kind of thing. Yeah, I And do you're that. like... I spent 20 minutes just trying to choose something. And my food's cold. And my food's cold. And so if there's there's shows that I'm like, if I ever am in that situation where I'm like, I don't want to wa- I want to watch something, but I don't want to like overthink what I'm wa- going to watch, I'll just put on this show. And so currently, uh, let's see. I mean, I mean, I'm always Seinfeld is always on a rotation for me. So I'm always watching Seinfeld. I got Seinfeld. I got The Office currently. Um, and what was the one I just finished? I feel like I just finished one. Doesn't matter. Um, but like New Girl, I'm I'm due for rewatch soon. Yeah. Um, not great. I just rewatched Scrubs a while ago. Um, yeah, I can't watch Scrubs anymore. <laughs> I used to love Scrubs yeah. so much, but now it feels so hacky to me. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's. I, I thought it was so innovative at the time, and yeah. it might have been. I guess it was. It was in a way because it was a, a multicam sitcom. Yeah. Right. And that was not uh, as common back in 2001 or whatever when it aired. Yeah, single camera wasn't overdone yet. Yeah, it was still a pretty new concept. Um, Multicam was still the norm. Um, I guess that's why I liked it. Because Friends was ending around the time that Scrubs began. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, Friends is another one, like I said, that I I recognize I only like for nostalgia purposes. Yeah. But if anyone today is like, should I watch Friends? I'd be like, no. No. (laughs) It's, It's no good. It's there's no like some good. there's some fun moments here sure, and there sure, in ten, yeah. the ten seasons, but for the most part, again, they're horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Self centered. Yeah. And narcissistic. Yeah. And uh, very white. Uh, <laughs> and, very. Yeah. You know, and that's just it's it's nice. And they that's, never bring up nine eleven. <laughs> they don't. They they gloss past it. It's really alarming. <laughs> um. They live in Manhattan. They do. They 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 experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's nobody brings up nine eleven of friends. <laughs> I I will say I am infinitely glad that yes, Seinfeld uh, did not last to two thousand one. 
Oh, because it yeah. it had the potential. It, yeah. You know, obviously NBC was like, "Give us more all the time." Yeah, and Jerry. Uh, and, I mean, Larry had already left, but Jerry was like, "Okay, season nine is going to be the final season." Yeah, and and they were like, "Ah, oh, but how about how about a bunch of money?" <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's tempting, but no." Turns I'd like out to he's end made it. of stone. He he. Well, yeah. <laughs> at the very least, brick. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they drove because, a dump truck full of money up to his house. Yeah. He was like, and he's "I'm like, good." Oh, yeah, I've already got. I've got three dump trucks. Yeah, I've got a B movie on the way. <laughs> I got I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this B movie. I'm brewing a B movie. Uh, you know, it's a. I don't know if you know, but it's a. It's about a bee. It's gonna be a hit. I swear. It's about a bee who wants to fuck a woman. It's gonna be a hit. A decade and after it's, its release, people are gonna. <laughs> the bees are taking humans to court because they're stealing their honey. Did you know that? Did you know this is the yes, premise? Yes, I did. Okay. I did know this was the premise. I've seen the B movie. I've never watched B movie. I never want to. Can I tell you something that yes, happened? Yes, you can. It became a meme. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Uh, over a decade after its release, <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't I I heard more about B movie from these improv kids that I was teaching <laughs> than I had ever heard about any movie in my life. They were like, "Have you seen this B movie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it when it came out." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, you're 50." And then I understood what it was like to be Alan. All right. <laughs> Zing. It's a long walk. Really long walk, but we got there. Well, we I'm got like, there with our we already? with our shoes intact, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Um, well, uh, listeners, write in if you agree with me. Re Jim Halpert sucks. Um, fuck that guy. Yeah, I would love to hear more uh, more takes on this. I I don't come down on honestly either side There's of an the episode I watched recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, uh, tell that me. Has tell Timothy Oliphant as a guest star? Oh, I think I know is, this one, which is kind of great because yeah. he's awesome. But the the whole premise is what season. Uh, it's like seven, I want to say. Oh, was that when they were like bringing in a bunch of these guest stars? Y- well, I mean... Seven is the last se- one with Michael. Yes. So I'm either in six or seven. I can't remember. Okay. But it's definitely like it's it's starting the end of Michael's arc because right. uh, they're talking about Holly and like bringing her back. Um, but uh, the whole concept of the episode, it's a Halloween episode. And uh, Tim the Elephant is this like traveling salesman they brought on and it is revealed that in the interim of her being with Roy and Jim, she went on a few dates with him. Right. And then uh, it's like they went on two dates and they were supposed to go on a third, but he never called her back. And then it becomes this thing where it's like they keep confronting him and be like, hey, why didn't you call her back? Like, tell, tell us why. And he's like, oh, you know, I, I lost the number. And it's like, well, you didn't, though, because you called her back for the second date. And he's like, ah, come on. Like he's, He clearly doesn't want to tell the reason why he didn't go on a third date with this woman like years ago. Right. But they keep confronting him and, and all this shit. Um, eventually it comes out. He says, all right, well, I, you want you want to know the reasons? Because I thought she was a little dorky. And it's supposed to be this like, you know, Jim is like, ah, like his loss. She is dorky, but she's my dork. And the, re- the way they do it is throughout the episode, he's refusing to put on a Halloween costume that, sh- that uh, they have um, Pam dressed as olive oil. And he has a Popeye out- outfit, but he's refusing to wear it because he doesn't like Halloween. And then the like romantic moment at the end is he puts on the the Popeye costume. He's like, ah, see, I'm doing it. And he's like, uh, uh, see, I like you. You're dorky, but I like you. And it just it bugged me because I was like, just put the costume on, dude. <laughs> like, what the hell? You're so fucking like self centered that you can't wear a hal- like a Popeye costume for your wife who has 
dressed up in a couple's costume without you, you know? Like, yeah, it you, bugs me. You can't, well, you're right. You can't do that. It's just dumb. It's if just, you, if you have the costume, yeah, and it's there. And she's already made the commitment. To and this dresses. is like that's, it's that's, a it's a runner in the series is that he doesn't like dressing up for Halloween, so he does like very simple costumes or whatever. Yes, and I've always liked them. <laughs> I, I liked those a lot. See, and I think it's it's one of those things where it's just like, well, okay, you're you're doing a costume. It's not that you don't like costumes; you're just doing shitty ones. because yeah. you're lazy. Like, and I always thought that they were funny. I, that's fair. I, I thought I, that they were funny bits. Sure. For the day. Sure. I was like. Uh, like when he's the three hole punch, yep. I think that's funny. When he was Facebook, uh-huh. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And there's one where he, I can't remember with a name, but he just has a name tag that says a different name, and he's like, "Oh, that's who I am." I thought that was great. I think I think that's funny because <laughs> honestly, I I probably I definitely would have been the same way because I'm not a big fan of of dressing yeah. up for Halloween. But if Someone I love wanted to go together in a <laughs> Halloween costume that was made for couples. I would do it because that would be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, li- I like costumes. I think they're fun in general. And um, I think Jim's just a boring guy. <laughs> He's kind of a boring guy. So anyway, uh we this do. is not the office chat, so no, we should um, let's do should, our top five. We should do our top five. All right, <laughs> All right. Um, our much belabored top five. Um, starting from the bottom. Starting from the bottom. Number five. Number five. Mayor to the mob. Really? Yeah. All right. Cracks I've, the top five for me. I've got. Um, actually, let's talk about Mayor to the mob. Okay. Um, I thought about it, and I just couldn't get over the Mark Hamill. Yeah, the waste of Mark Hamill. I mean, we, you know, as we said, this whole season has third act problems, and I think that's going to be a caveat with all of my top five. Sure. Where I'm like, I like the first two acts a lot. <laughs> right. Um, and then the third act kind of whiffs it. Um, with Married to the Mob, I think at the very least, it's one I wouldn't say no to if someone was like, let's watch this episode. Um, versus a lot of the season 10 ones where I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so that is to say, I still think there's some funny bits in there. I think um, the Baimon sci-fi con is very good. I think the uh, weirdo um, Mark Hamill character, the training training guy, I can't remember the name, Lavelle? Is that yeah, Lavelle. Yeah. yeah, the bodyguard school. Yeah, I Lavelle. think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the third act is where it uh, loses steam, but... Not so much that I uh, hate the episode. Right, sure. Um, and again, this top five is not five great episodes. It's just, of this season, which ones do I prefer the most? Yeah. So that's We're kind of in that Unfortunately, zone. where it's at. Where, yeah. like, there's definitely some terrible episodes, and I don't think that one's terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, uh, I think a lot of the season 10 episodes, we had uh, a lot of just... Like, oh man, like just one tweak. Yeah. And it could have been a great episode. You know, they just feel like so off in that sense. They don't feel like complete duds. I mean, some of them do, but there's just a lot of the ones that we at least enjoyed were like, ah, but if they just did this, it would be perfect. Yeah. And I think not having Mark Hamill play himself and having him play a character throughout. Even if it's that bodyguard character, or even if he played like a different new character. We said we we said new characters every act. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Because you got the talent. You do. 
And you don't need to put him in a fucking Jedi robe. Nope. Or Jedi tunic, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just Luke Skywalker's Tatooine dress, you know? Yeah, but it's can- canonically Jedi outfits Which now. Which is absurd. <laughs> anyway, uh, my number five is Sunday Cruddy Sunday. Yeah, I figured you'd have that in the top five. It didn't make my top five. Um, uh, but I know it's one gotta, you really like. Gotta give it to the missing feet. <laughs> uh, Jody Price. Yeah, the Vincent Price egg decorating kit is the highlight of that episode for sure. Yeah, and I uh, I love it. Uh, I also I like the Catholic Church. We've made a few changes, uh, uh-huh. even though it's Sexy. just the church now. Yeah, they took because right, they don't want anger. Uh, yeah, Catholics. They don't, they don't want to anger Catholics for some reason. I mean, listen. I'm done. I'm done <laughs> pretending. Yeah, I'm done pretending. The Catholic Church sucks. Churches are bad. I mean, I've been saying that for 102 years. <laughs> since yeah, since you since reached I turned the, 30, since you reached the age of reason, <laughs> right. 30 years old. <laughs> wow, it's yeah. been a long time since yeah, our last well. episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think it's uh I think it's a fun I think I think it's a fun episode. I think it's got yeah. uh I, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, it's not a, again. It was it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, that was my ta- big takeaway when we watched. Yeah. It. This time is I in my mind remembered it being like just awful, just like horrible, gimmicky, tons of guest stars. They're just running around the Super Bowl. Um, and I think yeah, I think the the B story saves it. In it a way. does. It does. It in a way, it really does. Yeah. Uh, the hippo's missing. Right from hippo in the hippo house. Hippo in the house. Yeah. Uh, number four, I gave to one that I remembered, um, far less fondly than <laughs> it turned out to be. Hmm. Uh, Doan in the wind. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's actually my number three. Oh, there you go. So my number four is Lisa gets an A. That's also on my list. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk uh, Doan in the Wind first. Talking let's move into, in move into three, and then we get to your Lisa Gets an A, which is clearly either one, two, or three. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doan in the Wind, yeah, I think, uh, me too. Uh, I remember being very surprised by this episode. Yeah. Because it's just one that I just always ignored. Like I, I can't remember the last time I rewatched it before this this watch, this recent watch. And I think what really sold me on it is A, the two guest stars weren't that prevalent. Um, like the uh, fuck what uh, George Carlin and Yeah, they just served their purpose and didn't intrude. Who's the other guy? I can't remember. I can never remember. <laughs> Carlin's one. Carlin's the important one. Um oh it's Martin Mull. It's Martin Mull. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. Um, oh, yeah. Gene, pa- Gene Parmesan. Yeah. He's great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they are just, uh, yeah, like you said, they serve their purpose. They're not drawn attention to. They're just characters that uh, kick off the story. I, I like Homer in the episode. It's, I think, the only season 10 one where I'm like, he's the Homer I remember. Yeah. Um, there's obviously episodes where... There's sprinklings of classic Homer, but for the most part, he's he's more or less full jerk ass this season. Um, even if he's not much. like actively jerk ass, he's like in that character mode. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah, absolutely. Where he's very self centered, narcissistic, um, and it's just it's a nice, uh, I think, conclusion to the story. Where, he, like I said in the episode, he's trying to make it right, and it's not 
his fault that things go wrong. And it also has some fun animation. Yeah, some interesting drug trip shit. It does. <laughs> and like it's not something that we see very often in the show, but when they do, I often enjoy it. And like there's another episode this season, Mom and Pop Art, that does it in a much less interesting way. Yeah. So this like it, it genuinely feels like there's some inspiration in there. Yeah. Agreed. Uh my number three is Bart the Mother. Bart the Mother. I think that's my yeah, that's my number two. That's your number two. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um we'll move right on to my number two, which is Lisa gets an A. I thought as much. Yeah. I think we have the same number one. Um Lisa gets an A. Uh yeah, I mean, I think again is my number four, so it was mm-hmm. like isn't wasn't bad. No. No, it's not a, it's not a bad episode. State Comptroller Atkins. <laughs> that that bit's good. I like I like that um the finale as it were. This is an interesting one because like um This is one with Pinchy too, right? So, I think it, it, yes. Yeah, okay. I think uh is it the one with Pinchy? I think so. Or is that part the mother? No. No. One of these definitely has Pinchy. No, it's Lisa it's, gets an A. It's Lisa gets an A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, weird that that's how it ends it. What? Weird that that's how it ends it. With like Pinchy? Uh, at the dinner table. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I keep forgetting that, like, oh, it's such a weird ending. Never mind. He's I was. E- I had he's a, eating Pinchy. Yeah, he's eating Pinchy. Oh, my no God. one else gets any. No. Pinchy would have wanted it this way. Yeah. It's... It's a it's one of those things where the B story is fine, mm-hmm. um, but it's not great because it doesn't coalesce with the first or with the A story at all, right? Absolutely, <laughs> and they even end it on the B story. Yeah, which, which is a, again, which is weird, weird, weird third act issues. <laughs> even though the the A story wraps up pretty well, yeah, and the it's a it's. It's a sledgehammer of an ending where you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But this was, so Lisa Gets an A was your number two? Yeah, num- my number two. Yeah, so yeah. well, tell, tell me why. Uh, Lisa Gets an A is my number two. Um, well, we haven't talked about Bart, Bart the Mother yet. No, but that's my number two. Oh, that's your number, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, th- and Lisa Gets an A was my number four. That's right. why I think we should talk about it first. Yeah. Lisa Gets an A is... <laughs> When I, when I was looking at the list of episodes, <laughs> I based my and I, I basically based my list on uh, my my top five list on on when I looked, could I remember more than one thing about the episode, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> was that thing something that made me smile? Sure. And it turned out I remembered three or four things about the Lisa Gets an A episode that I thought was all good. Right. You just forgot about Pinchy. I forgot about Pinchy, <laughs> but when you reminded me of Pinchy, I was like, oh, that's a weird subplot. But then I remembered where the sea captain asks for change. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, it's great. That's hilarious. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they get some good mileage out of that. They story. get some good mileage out of it. And I also remembered the 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 dingo hunt or like the australian yeah, the video game crash bandicoot ripoff yeah yeah uh and i remembered uh miss hoover's kalua and drambui spills <laughs> Jeez. which were very funny uh-huh. 
and State Comptroller Atkins. And yeah. I was like, all of these things were really fun. And then I keep remembering, like, I remember as a kid when I saw this episode, I really thought Nelson's little office thing was a <laughs> was just so funny. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like a lot about South Park when they go deeper into the mythology of how these kids operate. Sure. Because they do that and it's oftentimes like the best things about South yeah, Park. When they have their own little society. Yeah, like where yeah. the where the girls have their own little setup in the in, in the girls' bathroom at the park mm-hmm. and where the boys try and steal the cootie catcher fortune teller from the girls. <laughs> right. And they have like this whole decontamination unit set up for it. Yeah. Like this is the stuff that I like about South Park is when they get really down into it and I, I, that it feels like a precursor to that, or something that like is runs in parallel with that kind of a thinking, and uh, just the secret life of kids is a is yeah. is, is a fun uh, nugget to explore. Yeah, that's it. Great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bart the mother. Bart the mother. My number two. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, we teased it at the beginning, but I think the Phil Hartman. Uh, factor just just push it up to uh, a couple levels. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's number it's number three on my list. Yeah. Like it's it, it is the Phil Hartman thing. Yeah, like I and I think the first two again the first two acts I think are really good. I I agree with you. I think the handling even even into the uh, god awful misguided third act. <laughs> Even that, even the handling of the uh, of Marge and Bart throughout yep. the whole episode, I think remains solid. Yep. yep. Yeah the the decision to have the tree lizards instead of birds um, is a weird one. Yep. Um, I don't think it should have went that way. I think the the conceit of the episode of Bart being an inadvertent killer to a mother and then taking in its uh, eggs. I think all very lovely stuff, and probably the last time we see um, a good Bart episode. Yeah, I was going to mention in our overall talk, and I just, you know, we started talking about Scrubs and Digimon (laughs) Season 2, that I think Bart is my least favorite character in this season. Yeah. Because they don't know what to do with him, they Except just turn him into the in shitty this yeah. episode. In this episode, he's he's the character that I like, yep. which is um, a, a little ten year old Rudiger who yeah. gets into trouble but has a good heart and he's got wants a to, spark. Yeah, he's and got a he's got a he's a special little guy. Um, and yeah, I think every every appearance post this episode, he's just he's just the Rudiger. He's just a little shit. Yeah, he, he's, there's no there's no more heart there. There's no more nuance. Yeah. And, and it sucks. It's awful. Yeah, um, Bart bad. Like his best moment. Like Marge says it in the episode, but his best moment after this is in they save Lisa's brain when he's wearing the Bartman cowl. Yeah, and I actually think that's funny. <laughs> that's the that's the f- next time he makes me laugh. Right. Wait. Marge <laughs> says what? Well, where Marge says Lisa, lighten up. This could. Very well oh, be right. the high point of your brother's Aww. life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I mean, again, like in that episode and in that moment, yeah, it's funny, but it's, again, not an interesting take on the character by no. any means. No, um, Which is what makes him an interesting character is episodes like Bart the Mother, episodes like Marge Be Not Proud, um, Bart Gets an F, you know, like mm-hmm. 
it, it's it's seeing that he he does try. Yeah. Right. And when he tries, he can excel. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the situation, and it's just it's it's nice to see. It. It's the same with Homer, right? And uh, that'll lead us into our both our number ones. I imagine when Homer tries, um, it's it's nice to see because mm-hmm. even if he's a bumbling oaf a lot of the time and can fuck things up a lot. When he does excel, like when he when he does something good and right, it's genuinely moving, and it only works because he's uh, kind of a doofus, yep. right? So seeing Homer actually do something really uh, kind to Mar- for Marge or something really that shows that he cares and wants to be a good person, that's really moving because normally he's he's just kind of sailing through life like the middle class American that he is, yep. you know. Um, but yeah, number one, Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. Wizard I imagine that's yours Terrace. as well. Okay, yep. yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah. Really funny if you're like mom and pop are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh god. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about then. Uh, but yeah, Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, both of our number ones. Uh, I think it was, it was a surprise for me. Shocking. Yeah. Because again, it was shocking. one of those things where my memory of the episode was mostly just him shooting Marge in the face yes. with a makeup gun. Yes. <laughs> which is jarring. Yes. Um, but at the very least, that's not the essence of the whole episode. No, it's not. Um, the episode is, I think, a nice, like like I said, like Homer is is having a crisis. He's like, what will I be remembered for? I got to do something. And he becomes enamored with Edison. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to be like Edison. I got to invent shit. Mm-hmm. And then he tries. He puts a lot of effort into it. And it's it's nice to see him put work in, you know, like the Beer Baron episode is a example yes. of, you know, when Homer puts his mind to it, he can excel. It just so happens that it's about booze, so I'm sure that helps. <laughs> but uh, in this one, he he gets some good inventions, right? He does. And I like that they do that because they could so easily make this episode. Homer tries to be an inventor and he invents a bunch of shit <laughs> that no one would ever want. And, and everyone makes fun of them for it, and and they and they do they like they 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 have they say that about a couple of them right? some bad inventions, but he's got some good ones in there too. Like, and, and I think that's, that's a right approach because yeah. you you can't have him invent all good things, and you can't have him invent all bad things, or it's boring. But I like that he just throws a bunch of things at the wall, and then it's like, okay, well, of the things you've presented, there's nothing that's really jumping out at me, but this is kind of cool. Yeah, you know. This automatic hammer is not a bad idea. No. And then the the you know the legs on the back of the chair. There, there's that moment where it's like, oh, like I didn't consider this an invention. It was just something I did to help me. And that's you know the kind of light bulb of, oh, that's what inventions are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is seeing a need and, and then filling that need. Filling it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's a great episode. Um. Uh, not. Uh, you know, of this, of the again of the season, it's of great the episode. season, it's a great. Again, episode. I don't know if I'd put it above any of my favorites from, or even like some of my lower tiered ones from, like three through eight. But, um, but I think it, and because it was a holdover from season nine, I think it fits it fits nicely in season nine's uh, mm-hmm. oeuvre. Yeah, um, where it's very hit or miss, and the hits are generally for me at least just fine. They're not like amazing, but they're like yeah, I can enjoy this. But then yeah. There's every once in a while in season nine, you get something like Das Bus that just knocks it out of the baseball park. Yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> and into the parking lot <laughs> and probably through somebody's windshield, mm. poor guy. Uh, but, you know, that's what we have to do for the Internet King. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally 
forgot <laughs> that that was the B plot in that episode until you said it just now. I'll I was never like, oh, forget. Oh, right. That's I why will, I hate that episode. <laughs> I will never forget. I didn't get rich by signing a lot of checks. <laughs> Jesus. And he didn't voice himself, right? No, that's Hank Azar. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to remember. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think um, it's a little too on the nose yeah. for him to voice himself for that. I, think, I feel like he does at one point, though. Oh, fuck. Like in probably. season 20 yeah, through. Probably. <laughs> but I don't know for sure. Um, it's a PR stunt. He's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, you don't think so? You don't well, think Bill Gates is a bad guy? Here's the thing. Of the billionaires... Nope, don't do that. He's a bad person. <laughs> He's bad. He donates a lot to charity. He donates to causes that he deems worthy. Well, as isn't a, that everyone? No. Right, well, as geez, a sorry. billionaire, he donates to causes that <laughs> he deems worthy, even uh-huh. if they are bad. For the planet, All and right. calls it charity. He's All a right. bad man. Uh, all I was gonna say is, in comparison to to your Bezos, your Musks, uh huh, Mary Fuck Kill, <laughs> Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Jeff Bezos. Ah, this is tough. <laughs> this is a tough one. I would love to kill them all. Um, <laughs> it's not the game. I know. I know. I know. Uh, here's okay. <laughs> all right all right um kill bezos mm-hmm. i think you get more distribution that way mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh f- f- musk <laughs> i guess and mary gates yeah yeah i guess I how painful that was for i you. guess you're right i agree with those three yeah. by the way uh that's what i would do as well yeah. um maybe for different reasons <laughs> i mean Gates, so I guess maybe you can like just get close enough to <laughs> wait to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't just change the game. <laughs> it's like, all right, here's what, what I'll do. do I'll kill after Mu- I'll, I'll kill Bezos. I'll fuck Musk just so I can get him, him in a yeah in a vulnerable moment. Yeah, and then I'll slit his throat. Yeah. A la Gone Girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then I'll marry Bill Gates so I can slowly poison him every day in his morning coffee and eventually kill him and be like, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. My hands are clean. Yeah, all off. So really you're just saying kill them all. Yes. All right. There you have it. Kill all the billionaires. (laughs) Eat the rich. Capitalism sucks. Burn it all down. Throw the lawyers in there while you're Yeah, just toss them in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You imagine a world without lawyers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Um, what a great guy, yeah. and what a great part of The Simpsons that is. Uh, his absence is felt, and that's a big reason the show should have ended. Yep. That being said, anything else we want to say? Shall we wrap things up? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we have another episode, of course. It will be our mailbag. Yeah, next week's our mailbag. Uh, it's as we said, it's a big one. Yeah, it's um, overflowing. So we're going to go through them all and uh um you know if we if we don't read your entire email please forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like on air. We have we've obviously yes. read them all yeah. uh on our own time. But uh, uh I'm actually going to probably go through and just do some uh editing. Yeah. Um just so we get a clear concise 
what we want to talk about from each email. Sure. Because um, there's a lot, and we I think I'd like to try and get them all, get through them all, and not feel like we're rushing. So Absolutely. I want to make sure the essence of each one is uh, is felt. Yes, preserve the essence. Uh, preserve the essence. Purity of essence. Mm, yes. I will no longer stand idly by <laughs> to witness communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, and the who, international who is, communist conspiracy. Who is this? To sap this, and impurify. JFK. All of our precious bodily fluids. Oh boy, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Who are you being? I'm sorry, that's from Doctor Strangelove. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. I told you I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, as soon as you said it, as soon as you said it, guess what I did that day? Did you watch it? I did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good movie. On my my 40th anniversary special edition DVD. Nice. Nice. Which I've had for too long. I should get it on Blu-ray. 40th anniversary. So when did it come out? Was it 60? 1963. Three, okay. 63, that was 64, yeah. something like that. Sounds right. Um, I know it lost the Best Picture Oscar to My Fair Lady. Mm. Yes. Your Fair Lady. Interesting. Yeah, mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, so mailbag next episode. And then as we mentioned last time, we're doing our victory lap. Um, uh, counting down to episode 200. The specials! The specials. So uh, we'll figure out what we're doing each week uh, as we go, I think. We have ideas, obviously, for all of them, but yep. uh, we'll see. You know, Some of them are a bit more daunting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, we'll have to watch a lot of things, whereas yeah. other ones is like, we watch one thing, and then we talk about it. So, yeah. so we'll kind of figure that out as I we go. to watch a lot of things that aren't super available. <laughs> We'll see. We'll find them. Yeah. Uh, we have ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for this episode. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed our trip into season 10, as uh, we sure didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but luckily, we had some really fun guests each time. We sure so, did. Uh, do we want to thank our guests who you joined d- us this season? You know what? What? We usually do. Yeah. So I thought you'd be ready for that. <laughs> I am ready for it. Why don't you just try me? Um Huh? I I am. What? I'm, I'm saying say it. What are you talking about? I have it right here if you want. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh so we would like to thank all of our guests this season. Allie Direct, John Wilson. Yeah, Joanna Isles. Isles. I knew it. <laughs> Ryan Reese, doctor. Excuse me, Ryan Reese, doctor, Mister Ryan, Ryan Reese. Now, now, a father, a family man. <laughs> That's right. Um, Papa Reese. Yeah. Uh, uh, Camille Pavlenko, Michael Rolf, Jen LeBlanc, uh, uh, Ryan Jaskowski, mm-hmm. Nathan Isles, Doctor Ife Abiola, Kevin Johnson, Braden Griffiths, Bill Hanstock, Chelsea Fawcett, Sonia Soraya. <laughs> Alan's sister, <laughs> Heather Dick, Justin O'Connor. Uh, then, of course, we had for the Bible stories, <laughs> KP Smith. Of course. Uh, we'd like to thank James Wade for finally allegedly appearing. I, I guess. Think we, I think we determined it was him by the end, but he's missing again. That's so. right. I have no idea where he went. So we're going to be searching for him again. More than that, we would like to thank our other James, yes. James Avramenko. <laughs> One of three Jameses. <laughs> um, and uh, Mike Westfall. 
Oh yes, of course. It was so good to actually see his face. That oh, was yeah. the. Did you know that's the first time I actually saw his face? Oh yeah, I guess because he just was a voice the the first time we had him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course, my sister, <laughs> Carly Wilson. That's right. And then the Cinevals. I mean, we already thanked him, but yeah. we'll thank him again. Yeah. For being our, one of our <laughs> most reliable guests. That's right. <laughs> for no reason in particular. No. <laughs> None. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and thanks to all of you listeners for continuing on with us. Um, we will be revealing our next uh, project during or after our victory lap. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll play it by ear. We're know. not stalling. We actually we have We know what it. we're doing. We know yeah. what we're doing. We just want to keep the, the little nugget of tantalizing, what could it be? What could it be? <laughs> hmm. Some people have figured it out, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah. But uh, that's it for this episode. Stay tuned next week for our mailbag episode. And keep watching the skis.